This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's now time for local poetry and discussion on Beyond Rhyme. big welcome to our viewers. This is Beyond Rhyme for October 2021. Hope you can relax back with a coffee or if you're naughty a beer and enjoy our guest John and Camilla's here as well. This is a show for poetry, uh, all forms of poetry. We get guests on once a month to explore what their poetry is about and like and how it forms and how it shapes. So, John, how did you come across poetry to begin with? Well, poetry is uh, not really my forte. I mean, I've written a poem here which uh, Camilla thought had some merit, I gather. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, mostly, it's, mostly I write prose. But some, some I call prose poetry. And I've got one here, uh, or there's several here, actually, that, that I can talk about. They're short pieces of work and... Uh, uh, I hope of interest to anyone who's listening. Mm-hmm. That yeah. would be great. Prose poetry is a very interesting um, type yes. of writing as well, you know. And we, yeah, we'll be very keen to to hear whatever you have to share. What is it called? Um, speed uh, writing. Flash, flash fiction. Flash or? fiction is poetry in a way, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a so. small. Yeah, it's a smaller type of of prose. Yeah. I notice poets condense their words quite a bit when they write because yes. they're used to writing quite intense sort of poetry and it yep. comes out quite descri- highly descriptive. Yeah, they need yeah. to put everything in a short space. Yeah. yeah. I could read you the, the one poem I've got in my, um, what do you call this list? Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. why don't you start with whatever, whatever you want. Actually, this is an interesting thing. This was really an exercise. I went to a class at NMIT, Nelson Marlborough Institute of Technology, mm-hmm. and um, the tutor was Cliff, one Cliff Fell, who was a poet. And uh, uh, anyway, he gave us an exercise to write a poem that includes all, of, and all was in capitals, of the following words, woman, captain, door, dog, plane, Mountain, roof, and window. <laughs> Was it woman, captain? Can you please repeat? Woman, captain, door, dog, plane, mountain, roof, window. Wow, interesting. So, I sat down. I wrote a wrote a poem. Okay, a slightly built woman leaning on her cane, frail, bent, and bearing many years of pain, was contemplating her window view, knowing that the years left were few. In the distance and down the lane, a mountain climbed above the plain, inaccessible to all except a dog-accompanied few. Others could only admire the view. A tall man came, solid and of impressive bearing. Were those a captain's clothes that he was wearing? Squinting with her roomy eyes, she was sure that she saw right through his disguise. 
Excited, she knew why he was coming here today. He was coming here to take her away from this awful life that she was living, elderly, discarded, imprisoned, riven. But alas, he continued on out of her view. He wasn't coming to see her, she now knew. She sat and wiped the tears from her eyes. Perhaps tomorrow he would come, but in a different guise. Wow, I love that. Wow. That was amazing. Um, Good. So who was going to take her away? Well, a tall man came, solid and of impressive bearing. Yes. It's very well written. Have you written any other poetry like that, or is it more prose? No, it's all prose, really. Yeah. How did you find the experience of writing that? Did you think that the, the selection of words made it easier or it helped you? No, it made it more difficult. Really? Yeah. Well, okay. having to include, there, there are one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight. Words. Eight words in a, in a, in a poem, which is only uh, um, five verses. Or so. Yeah. Do you share your writing with other people? Like, do you go to readings and read aloud some of your work? Yes. Oh, yeah. But um, I was in a writing group in Nelson. Oh, and, uh, yeah. I've just recently, or a couple of years now, shifted down from Nelson. Oh, welcome. And, and, <laughs> and uh, anyway, the uh, um, the group, I had a group there that I, we met once a month. We wrote short pieces about our lives, about... I I think I was the only one who wrote fiction. Yeah. But uh, one of them has uh, he's written a, a story about dinosaurs and it's all been illustrated and published. Ooh. And uh, you can buy it anywhere. I've been wow. not doing the advertising on Plains <laughs> FM. It's okay. Yeah. Do you belong to any writing groups in Christchurch? No. No, I've not come across any. There's one to put a plug in. Yeah. The yeah. Linwood Cultural Centre, uh, the second Sunday of the month yes. from 10.30 till 12 or mm-hmm. 11.30, and it's a group of budding writers that get together and share their writing together. Well, you belong to Beyond Rhyme now, so yes. there you go. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. And have they mentioned that you've got a really good voice for radio and for reading? Well, no, but well, I suppose it's... Uh, it's practice over the years, because and there's a lot of years, you know. So. Yeah. That's so good. The mm. the poem just flows so well. It does when the reading mm. is done properly. Yeah. So would, is it almost a fable? Well, yes. What what it's saying in a way is that uh, um, this tall man of impressive bearing didn't wasn't wasn't coming to rescue or other other. Uh, but he would come again, but in a different guise implies she's going to die and go elsewhere. But I'm, that's probably a broad interpretation of it. But mm-hmm. So in a way, it's a little bit depressing, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> and how long ago did you write that? Uh, that's 2014. Yes. Okay, not that long ago. Yeah, I think, I wonder, I don't know what you think, Alan, like the the... The suggestion of a c- certain words kind of stretches us, you know, to think and to, to make that combination work, mm. you know. And uh, as Alan was saying that, you know, is it more like a fable, you know, it, it gives that kind of fantasy aspect yes. when mm. you have to match 
dog with you know all mm. those include the dog then the other words that I can't quite remember but it just makes makes it interesting it must be some sort of standard exercise that mm. the the tutors have well in the yeah. second second uh, uh, verse in the distance and down the lane mm. uh, a mountain climbed above the plain so mountains in there yeah accessible to all except a dog accompanied few and that's <laughs> a little, little illogical, but it's got it's dog in there. When you chuck dog and anything that it's, you know, like that serious, or that, it just adds that funny factor, you know, that kind of fun factor, don't, mm. don't you? Yeah. Cool. Before we hear a piece of prose, I'd just like to acknowledge the huge support that Scorpio Books give us for the show, um, supporting with running costs and... Supporting our guests to be better writers. So. And Scorpio Books just recently opened a new shop. Oh, did they? Kids. Yes, they did. They did. Yeah, oh, they opened wow. a new shop. Yeah, yeah. So you don't know I what part of town that is? I think it's in the BNZ Centre. I might be wrong, everybody. I need to double check that. But for the picture I saw on Instagram, it had some of those colourful parts of the building, so I'm assuming it's in the BNZ building as wow. well. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes, they did. I forgot to tell you. Yeah, so now Scorpio Books have the the kids, you know, the children's book session wow. as well. Yeah, yeah, so. Good to see them diversifying. Absolutely. Expanding. Yeah, yeah, specialising, isn't it? Yeah. Some of you may remember the shop in Rickerton. There used to be a shop in Rickerton of Scorpio Books. But Was they... it at Rickerton Road? Yes. Yeah, many years ago. Yeah, yes. I remember. Yeah. So there's all types of books there, and come on down to Scorpio Books for a good deal. Mm. You've got another piece for us, John? Yes, I have, yeah. If you would like to hear it now. Yes, please, and you, you can talk about it after. This is what I, what I call um, prose poetry, if you like. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, <clears throat> I've given it various titles, but for the sake of this exercise, we'll call it Winter Winds. It was cold. The southwest wind had come in the night, rising rapidly to gale force and bringing rain at first, but then as the air mass became colder, snow to the ranges to the west and then it was gone as quickly as it had come. As the shadows had always creep across the plains with the setting sun grew longer, the temperature fell further. In the fields, the sheep and cattle took what shelter they could, with the sheep being well protected by their long winter coats. In the small isolated houses, the residents rubbed their hands together, brought in more firewood, and opined that tonight would be a cold one. Kill the bugs at will, said one. <laughs> while the other made a coarse reference to brass monkeys. <laughs> and so it was, cold that is. The rapidly cooling air flowed silently off the ranges, down the valleys and across the plains to the sea, taking from the land all the warmth it could find. It flowed around the houses, dragging away the heat seeping through the thin weatherboards, but not defeating the roaring fires burning in the open fireplaces. The moisture in the air cooled and froze, forming a white frosty coating on the ground and in the trees. In the darkness of the night, the cold brittle air had a silence of its own, broken only occasionally by the sound of a car or truck passing by on the distant highway. A full moon shone on the white frosty ground, picking out the white sheep and the cattle huddled under the trees. 
But then there was a change. Slowly a wind began to blow, but from the northwest this time, first caressing the peaks on the mountain range, it then flowed gently down the cold valleys and over the trickling streams to the plains. It was cool as first, at first as it picked up the coldness of the night, but to those who ventured outside the gentle movement of the air over their faces held the promise of warmth to come. And so it was. In the mountain tops, the ice began to melt on the tussocks, and drops of water that formed moved slowly down the mountainside, over and along the side the rocks, through the forest and into the beginnings of the mountain streams. Then came the sun, and although low in the northern sky, it brought more warmth that was absorbed by the grey rocks, that in turn began the snow melt that fed even more water into the trickles created by the melting frost. Little trickles became small streams, and these flowed into even larger streams that began to roar with the power given to them by water volume and gravity. Exuberantly they moved rocks and sometimes boulders as the volume of water grew larger and the valleys were steep. As these streams joined together to become rivers, they exited the mountains and became torpid, deep and slow-moving as if they had become old and left exuberant youth in the mountain valleys. Finally, after a slow journey across the plains, they met their beginning and their end in the sea. Oh. Wow. It's like a painting. We've got a painting in Words. prose. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, can we call it like it's... Well, it's almost as if a explorer would write that, describing... <clears throat> yeah. The frost and the cold and the moon showing this sheep. I know yep. sheep aren't native. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like it's almost as if an explorer was writing it. Yeah. And, and you the, had the car in there as well. Yeah. Mm. The dedication to, to maintain, you know, to, to describe every little detail. It's remarkable to me. Because like, mm. we have the tendency of want to keep going, move, you know, forward. Mm. And, yeah, I just, it's like... Um, um, macro photography as well, you know, that you go and you dive into every little detail. Yeah, that's that's so beautiful, really beautiful. I have a phrase which is called landscape poetry, which is poetry about yes. the landscape. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, okay. We're time for a song break, yes, and yeah. the, the music selection for this month is all, all about the Brits all about um, English artists and um, I selected the first song by Radiohead because this month is Tom York's birthday, the lead singer of Radiohead. And uh, we're going to go with Subterranean Homesick Alien. And I read that there's two brothers in in the band, Johnny yes. and Colin Greenwood. That's right. And they're formed in Oxfordshire in 1985. So mm, that's Yeah, that's Radiohead. Let's take it away. We'll be back soon. Watch your feet for 
Welcome back to Beyond Rhyme at Plains FM. We're a show that's been going for a couple of years now and we're all about poetry. So, John, you've got another piece for us. You're just shuffling through your folder as to <laughs> which of your pieces to read to us. That's, that's great. And have you got other 
contacts in Nelson that you had the writer group with that um, you still have contact with? The oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they put me in on a Zoom connection. Oh, how cool. And uh, that's, that's great. Great of them yeah. to do that for me. So, <laughs> Unfortunately, awesome. the, uh, the guy that uh, used to set it up has passed on, so oh, which, which is a real shame. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so have you decided what you're going to read for us? Well, this is a, this piece is an attempt to write using only dialogue, mm-hmm. and I found it quite difficult actually. Mm-hmm. And as it turned out, it, I don't know why I've written it in this particular way, but um, I'll I'll read it and you can uh, have your well your own opinion on. It. Sounds good. It's, uh, hello, Joe. That's all you have to say after all these years. Hello, Joe. What do you expect me to say? We weren't great friends. We just knew one another. Oh, I see. We just knew one another. What about that time I rescued from dr- you from drowning? Oh, that. That was nothing. I was almost in the shallows when you insisted on helping me. In fact, you bloody near drowned me. What? Jesus, you have a lousy memory. We were in deep water, and you were never a strong swimmer. Yes, I was. Don't you remember me swimming in the school sports? Oh, yeah. One with freestyle in the pool that you could probably step across today. Anyway, what are you waiting here for? And why did you want me to come after all these years? Because you're part of it, that's why. Part of what? Well, that's what we have to wait here to find out. Okay, we're waiting here for something that I'm a part of, but you don't know what. And how long do we have to wait? Well, I don't know, do I? We just have to wait and be patient. Oh, this is too stupid to words. I'm going. Where? Well, back where I was, of course. And where is that? Just give me a moment. You can't remember, can you? Well, I will soon. No, you won't. At least I know that much. Once you're here, you can't go back. You just have to wait. But all my friends want to know where I am. They will be waiting for me soon. They will be looking for me soon. Just relax, will you? Sit down. Where? You have the only seat that I can see around here. Don't worry, I have another chair here. I didn't see that. Where did that come from? And is this a road? Well, it is, and then it isn't. When do you expect this fog to lift? I can't answer that. What do you mean you can't answer that? Does that mean that you know the answer and won't tell me, or that you don't know the answer? Look, just sit down and be patient. Hold on, I can hear something. I can't hear anything. I can. It sounds like a big truck, but a long way away. Is that right? Tell you if you think it's getting any closer. Both men sit together silently for a few minutes. I don't think it's a truck. What is it then? Maybe an aircraft. Much makes you think that. The vibration seems to be in the air. It could still be a truck. Well, maybe. I'll be able to tell you more when it gets closer. Listen to that. I think there may be two. Trucks or aircraft. I'm not sure. Could be two trucks. Or maybe buses. Hello, we have company, and I think I don't know her. Really? Yes, she isn't wearing the red satin slip I gave her. Pretty, isn't she? How many times did you rape her before she gave up and became one of your prostitutes? What do you mean? That wasn't rape. She wanted a bad. What? A 17-year-old virgin? And here's a guy. Do you know him? Oh, yes. He's some punk that tried to muscle in our, on our operation. What's he doing here? He should be at the bottom of the sea. Yes, you liked that, didn't you? 
the look on their faces as the concrete hardened around their feet. A few of those weren't there, and you could have saved them from drowning. Oh yeah, maybe, but only one or two wore those concrete feet. And not more than that, I think. Well, goodbye, Joe. Can't say it's been nice knowing you, but you have to go now. What do you mean I have to go? You mean with them? And they're all dead. I have no place for them. I'm going to go back. No, you can't go back. You see, in life you have choices, but here you have none. They want to talk to you. Goodbye, Joe. Wow. <gasps> that, that reminded me of, it's a mix of Sopranos with Jason Bourne. You know, mm -hmm. the, the Bourne observation. Like, yeah. you don't remember, do you? And there is the, the whole Sopranos, you know, you gotta go. Mm. Have you guys watched The Sopranos? Yeah. So I think I was listening. Is it, was that just imagery when you said you're putting concrete around his feet or? Reality. Reality. Yeah. He disposed of people in that way. <gasps> oh, gosh. That's total Sopranos. Yeah, he's, he's a nasty piece of work. Wow. And it's like, as you kept reading the first page, you know, I was trying to understand what do you mean that it's nasty, you know, and then as you kept going on, I said, oh, okay, I see. Yeah, <laughs> and you didn't have to use swear words either, which is quite interesting. A lot no, of people, when they yeah. describe that sort of stuff, they think they need to use swear words. And yeah, that's the conversation was so neutral. Yes. It was so neutral. That first part of the conversation was, you know, could have been anything. And it's an interesting form, doing it all by dialogue. It's not a play. It's just a conversation between two people. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's great. That was, yeah, very good. This is this is definitely a Beyond Rhyme show, isn't it? Yes. It's definitely fitting the Beyond Rhyme mm. name of the show. I never wow. thought you could write a piece just on dialogue, but I suppose I hadn't thought of that, so it's quite inspiring. Very inspiring. Yeah. yeah. It's quite hard to do. It does break down in one part, and I can't really see the bit. Uh, but I had to add a, a little description somewhere. Uh. Yes, there was like you said, uh, the two men, I think it was uh, on the bottom there, that you added a bit of narration. You yeah. Mean? yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's there. The two men, something, something. Oh, both men sit together yeah. silently for a few minutes. Yes. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were listening then. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's so, so um, intriguing. And compelling. All right, so I think we have to say thanks, and we we'll have to to say bye as well to John. Thank you so much. So because tonight's show we have two guests, mm. and it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, and Please. we hope that you can come back another time. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, and thank thanks you for so your much. great reading voice. You've got a great oratory there. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, you kind of have to come back. Yes. You have to come back for the show. And more, more time to share. More time Absolutely. to share your works. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're going to go with another song. It's Englishman in New York by Sting. Bravo Marcellus. I don't drink coffee, I take to my dear. I like my toaster on one side. But you can hear it in my accent when I talk. 
I'm an Englishman in New York You see me walking down Fifth Avenue A walking cane here at my side I take it everywhere I walk I'm an Englishman in New York Whoa! big welcome back to our listeners. You can download us on a podcast, can get our previous half dozen shows or show uh, on Beyond Rhyme uh, at Plains FM.
webpage. I'd like to welcome back Nick. He's been with us and he has a new work for us, some new works for us, and it'll be great to hear them. Nick, how are you? I'm doing okay. Um, I'm still being creative, which is um, really helping to uh, process more positive emotions um, in daily life. Um, still working on self-care and stuff, like we all are, but uh, I'm still um, learning to put uh, kind of awareness into poetry and stuff as well, which is really uh, exciting, actually. When when I'm starting to, I'm not doing it all the time, but when I do do it, it's good. But how about how about yourselves? I'm assuming you've already introduced yourselves. But. Yes, you're probably writing more than me at the moment. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm having a holiday. Well, I for writing. I just need a, a spark plug in my head hmm. to ignite, and I'll be yeah. back writing again. Yeah, we don't need. I that get too. topics and topics, but um, they just go through the brain. They don't stay there and allow me to write about them. But that'll come back it soon. It's yeah. not called writer's block. Mm. Yeah. I, I came up with like two lines, and I forgot to write it down, and I couldn't remember it. Like, you know, when you tell yourself you're going to remember something, and and then you can't quite catch it. And just two lines can turn into a whole poem, you know, if you uh, tie it all together. With, mm. Yeah, as you know. So you're still on the imaginative... Sci-fi. There sci-fi. Was sci-fi, wasn't well, it? I did, um, I probably started writing a first draft about 20 times in the last couple of years, and... Um, what I'm looking at is starting off with a draft that may not be perfect. Maybe it's got like maybe it's not even a complete story, but if there's something to work with, hmm. then there's something you can work with. You know, mm-hmm. edit it. So, um, so I've got a map drawn already. Um, I showed that to my mum, and um, I've got some stories that I want to see if like if the realm could be almost like a symbol of the inner world of the author. So if you're going in a symbol, symbolic realm where there are things happening like um, buildings that could represent a memory or an emotion mm-hmm. and going in as the author into your own story and writing about what's going on so you can process these symbols and make them kind of like a sci-fi biography kind of thing. Uh-oh. So I, I kind of thought one of the things I was trying to work my head around was uh, how do you make the story itself a character? So maybe it could create, there could be a character that morphs into the story. It's actually the story of the narrative. Mm-hmm. And I thought how, like, uh, how stories can, the stories we tell ourselves can influence how we feel towards ourselves and other people in our reality. Yeah. So I thought, like, one of the lines by Caroline Miss, who wrote how to, how to, why people don't heal and how they can, um, is, I think it's the other way around, but, um, how, why people don't heal and how they can, I think that's it. Um, she uh, says that your bi- bi- your biography becomes your biology. Oh, that's a, interesting. I was really I fast, like it. It's, yeah, and so with poetry and stuff, we're actually creating you know stories and uh, meaning that we can associate to things which could you know meaning can be subjective to each person. Um, sometimes it can be beneficial or not, but. Even that's up for debate because something that's not beneficial is a learning process, perhaps. Defining what the contrast is perhaps showing you what you would prefer from negative experiences. I'm probably going a bit too deep into this. but I really like what you said about getting feelings off buildings and, 
structures and things like that, we look at them and it sparks an image or a feeling, doesn't it? So that's yeah. that's really special and, and powerful as well. Have, have you got a piece for us to listen to? Yeah, um, I've actually got, um, I got one here that I wrote recently and I really put my heart into it. So, um, you know, when you just get that note right, you just feel like the passion's there and you tap into that and you know you've finally done something that you feel is... Happy with. Happy yeah, with, yeah. Nice. Okay, so this one's called Night's Daylight. I wrote this on the 13th of September. Oh, it is very recent then. Yeah, yeah, I've done about five or six since um, about six months ago, but making sure that when I'm producing it, it's still good. So I'm not just, I have to kind of catch up with the creative process sometimes. But um, here we go. Becoming who I am, to rise and learn to live again, walking in a focused direction, which lay bare in the sand, endless pyramids from which I stand, emitting frequencies of 432 hertz, lending me a hand. I'm accepting and seeing Acknowledging and feeling, taking awareness and action from where I've been needing. Within the temples of the apex, our soils we've been seeding, have arisen plants we're breeding, the birds of a feather feeding, as like minds are meeting. Rhythms and words flow with meaning, as we stand still, receiving, just being. As memories resurface from a moment's receding, translated into ethereal stories Aspherians are reading. Although I've found some limits, I haven't limited my inner sight. I'm learning to crawl within night's daylight. Echoing from each other, opposites fuse as one. The past comes undone as chains break loose, cracked open by the sun. From the shadows which have taken form, burning unto the rising phoenix, flown into a new and fiery dawn. Finding myself in my light from within the void, a transparent insight. <laughs> Sorry. Um, is it? Oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. Man. That was Nick's cell phone. Did, did, did you like the, uh, the sound of Nick's cell phone? I loved did, it. Yeah. I loved it. I want to download the same noises. Same. <laughs> Don't worry about it, it's fine. Goodness me, the uh, the was the... that a pre? Okay. Do um, you remember where you got up? Yeah, to? I do. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. from the shadows which have taken form, burning into the rising phoenix, flown into a new and fiery dawn, finding myself in my light from within the void, a transparent insight from a story untold. I fight the good fight, sometimes remaining bold, and manage to rewrite as life journey, life's journey unfolds. And what we see comes from within and makes sense when we leave ourselves undimmed. Um, and flying towards the sun with new wings taking flight, symbolic second sight, arising within, a flame ignites between two worlds, beyond wrong and right, but from within, intuition reflected from the moon's light. Within night's daylight, new beginnings taken flight. You said it's got a got a got a good positive ending there. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's been um. It seems to be a whole lot of descriptions in a, put in a very good way of where we're at at a particular moment in time. 
Mm. Uh, that's what I pick up, but I could be wrong. But I mean, that's sort of what I pick up. Yeah. Mm. You can tell. You can tell us what what you. Um, I, f- I feel with the with the. Um, I'm trying to create abstract kind of concepts, I guess, about um, learning to use tools that I've learned or esoteric stuff that I read about, and uh, how, how and I guess like how my how my current understanding of my soul and my feelings and emotions work, and try to create symbols to tell a story, um, kind of about nature, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a really tricky subject because it's so broad and it's so huge and limitless, you know, like... You even mentioned the 432 hertz yeah. emission from the buildings <laughs> or something like that, isn't it? Well, I kind of assume because when I heard about the pyramids being like energy generators according to like really like esoteric sources like Gaia and stuff like that, apparently like everything's energy. Nikola Tesla states that uh, everything's energy, so... Uh, so if you look at frequencies and stuff, if you meditate and you, you know, if you consciously cultivate peace or self-love or something, you feel a shift. And so that's an energy. That's a shift. That's a frequency. So um, these pyramids were so beautifully built all around the world in specific solar connections to the stars and stuff. And that just blows my mind. Yes. Mm. So I thought, like, it would be good to kind of, you know, 432 hertz is actually a frequency in music that's the love vibe, accordingly to uh, all kinds of things that I keep hearing about on on uh, on online, and I actually still need to fully research it. But uh, what I learned about that was it's like the current tune. If you tune the instrument to that frequency, apparently it has a more peaceful and caught, uh, fluid vibe for people. It's mm-hmm. a lot more co- it coexists properly with the. Yes. With the energy of the, uh, it's a, the soul. It's a uh, healing frequency, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it'll be like, you know, I'm, I'm assuming it'll be similar to things like those bowls that they use in meditation to make those noises, the vibrations. Yes. Mm. Um, to me, this stuff would have been fantasy 10 years ago, but having like, having like read books and practice tapping into like um, intuition and stuff, which I'm still learning, um, I, I push myself really hard sometimes to try to understand things, but. Like, it's fascinating what you can do when you have the time, the foundation set, taking, eating right, and being creative. Mm. And no one has to join a religion to learn this, in a sense. Like, this is innately who you are. You are the soul, you are the spirit within you, and you can create. We're all creative, whether that's how we talk to people, how we counsel people, how we choose to eat our food, how we, you know, how we respond to each other. Um, this is all stuff I'm learning. I'm not trying to say that I'm, I've got this mastered at all. But um, could you just read um, the rhyming block here? Um, you've got ro- really good rhyming here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Um, I actually, yeah, that's. I actually was worried that it would be too rhymy. Like I didn't want it to sound like a, like too kind of. I don't know, like two, uh, yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. I wanted it to rhythm, but also have meaning. So that's why I added rhythm and words flow with meaning as we stand still receiving, just being, because we can still make, we can still receive when we're standing still, when we have a, when we are present with ourselves. Um, you know, a beautiful thing I heard online was that sometimes the meaninglessness of everything isn't supposed to scare us, but set us free. 
in the sense that we can create that meaning, we can do what we love, and every moment that you've ever had may be lost, but we're in this together. We can create something. Could beautiful. you just read that rhyming again, those yeah, four okay. or five lines? Within the temples of the apex are soils we've been seeding, have arisen plants we're breeding, the birds of a, of a feather feeding, as like minds are meeting. Rhythm and words flow with meaning as we stand still, receiving, just being, as memories resurface from a moment's receding, translated into ethereal stories as Therians are reading. Yes. So you only use the rhyme in that specific stanza. Everything else is just free. Free writing. After that? Yeah. Um, it's still rhyme, rhythm, but... Some, okay. Yeah. No, because it's interesting to have that stanza, that only stanza, that rhyme. It actually makes quite interesting. I like the idea of just having that feature one and everything else flows, you know, just freely. That's and a great ha- idea. you have a great rhythm to the way that you read. You, you, you read along and then you drop down into a word. Yeah. Like when you read, when you, when you deliver orally. Yeah, yeah. So it did sound kind of like it did drop off the rhythm and then went more into the story a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I actually got a poem here called Beyond Rhyme. Oh, yes. So, okay, then we'll hear that, yes. Um, this is the second edition because I thought I'd give you the latest. Um, hopefully uh, hopefully it doesn't take off the original, but uh, I just decided that this would be best. So here we go. I went to the others so I could make a sign. I came back to draw an image in a circle and a line. It became a clock which stood still, wrought with new numbers above nine, found within a timeless moment and monument within time. What appears from the scene of the crime, within the shadows reflected in mirrors, distorted illusions spilt with grime, the owl silently gliding through the smoke of dark green and lime, then smashing through the glass and all ties that were tied, Revealing the clues from truth sublime, bringing me back with a spherical dime. I'm returning to my past with a symbol uniquely mine. Revolving around the bend of rhymes, memories of souls kindred kind, the highest form of living is leaving what's past behind. As we integrate the memories moving forward, as our awareness remains aligned. I've got two perspectives of things I find. One perspective is an immortally dimed, diamond glowing as waves glisten and shine, while another is riding these waves, yet learning to yield to clear watered wine. Drinking it is conscious bliss, zealed with waters from a shrine. We remember as we move forward, back and forth from what we rewind, and find what is reflected from the inside. We can, as we cultivate the calm, mastering emotion and mind, we return to the present moment where we are defined. Breathing in nature's ever-present scent of rose and pine, breathing within the grand design where we reside, beyond time, beyond Rome. <laughs> ah. This is so interesting and so current as well. I've been reading Brene Brown. Have yep. you guys heard of Brene Brown? I have lived under a rock. For a long time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. So she's, I think a lot of people don't know about her, and they should. She's this uh, TED Talk phenomena because um, she, she had this um, TED Talk about vulnerability. 
and that you know became a massive hit. She's talking about vulnerability, blah blah. blah. And uh, one of her books, she mentions that you belong nowhere and everywhere, right. something like that. And it's kind of what how you that same note that you ended at your poem, you know, that beyond time, beyond rhyme. Yeah, yeah. That's that was so so interesting. And it's great to see how you're managing to incorporate all your, you know, your discoveries and your journey in your writing. That makes it a lot more relevant, I think, because we see you, you know, it's a it's a good portrait of your what you're experiencing now. So thank you so much for sharing it. Thank you for letting me. Yeah. Thanks for supporting me and being here. Yeah, that's um, fantastic. And um, I think this is Beyond Rhyme for October. Alan, any final comments? Um, just a shout out to, to mum and to my, yes. my auntie Liz, who I need to get back to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, and thanks to you guys for, for offering me this brilliant opportunity to share. Um, I Yeah, vulnerability is really important. It's something that is probably like, I think it's a, it's a, it's a really sensitive thing. You've got to be in mm-hmm. tune with yourself and drop into that. Absolutely. Um, and how's your art going, briefly? Uh, yeah, art's going good. Um, yeah, art's, I'm still drawing. I'm not doing much. I'm doing some scribbles. Um, I've got a whole little digital art studio set up, so it's just sitting there whenever yeah. I want to use it. So. And we can't wait to hear more from you next time we come back because we want to have a full show just with you, Nick. It will be awesome. <laughs> it's yeah. an honour. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, everybody. And we'll be back next month thanks very much we'll see you in a month happy writing happy listening happy reading take it away thank you
The best of all the things that 